Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. We are back with another Friday financial wrap up with Mr. Michael Zuber. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well. Uh, Video and audio might be a little different than other times because my internet is down at my office. I have three hours of interview scheduled today and none of them happened. But thankfully, you and I use Zoom, and uh, we can do this on my phone. So sorry about the echo. I, you know, it's interesting times. I still think you look great there, and the iPhone <laughs> is awesome. So let's get right into it. PPI this week, what is it and what happened? So PPI stands for Producer Price Index. It's kind of wholesaler inflation. We obviously got a great CPI reading last Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, well, we got the PPI reading on Monday. I believe it might have been Tuesday. It too came in low, right? It was expected to be, I think, 8.2. It came in at eight. It's the second data point that we have now have that says, hey, the Fed might be winning. Inflation may be coming down. We may have had peak inflation. I would caution folks to understand it's just one month. CPI and PPI were just for October. Both of them were reading. I would argue that October was a very weak month for the economy. But, you know, it's the Fed might be winning. So, you know, that's that's a a bit of good news, a bit of good news, a bit of good news. The Fed is winning. What they've been doing is beginning to show some success in the marketplace. Is that accurate? We've got we've got many more months to come. Uh, We can all hope the trend continues. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's a bit of good news. I would think maybe the stock market had an overreaction. But uh, again, as real estate professionals, you know, it's, it's nice to see, you know, inflation come down and that kind of boils into number two, which was interest rates. Not only did the stock market take off, but I don't know if you checked mortgage rates. Yep. Mortgage rates fell 60 basis points in like yep. three or four days. So, you know, it was seven, three last week or the week before. Now it's six, seven, six, seven, five. So, you know, interest rates moved quite a bit. Uh, you know, they moved, I think, 55 basis points in a single day to the downside, right? We're so used to rates going up uh, that to get a day or a week of good news is, um, you know, it's a bit of good news. And I think really the bigger question for you and I is, is 10% interest rates off the table, right? Before last week, where inflation kept surprising to the upside, there was a lot of talk track about, you know what, We're going to race past seven. We're going to race past eight. We're going to race past nine. And, you know, the destination is 10% mortgage rates. And I never thought that was probable, but it was certainly possible. Now with hopefully peak inflation, peak Fed hawkishness, hopefully we could put 10% mortgage rate keep moving forward. So hopefully that's true. Uh, I think there's a good chance that 10% is now off the table for 2023. But, uh, you know, we need a couple more months to validate that. Very interesting times. I will note that I feel like about six, seven weeks ago, we had a similar conversation. And you 
you felt at that time that we would peak at 7%, somewhere in the sevens. I just took a wild guess and said somewhere in the eights. And so obviously this is playing out. I also want to note that last week you talked about two or 300 basis points priced into mortgage and that you called last week for this to happen in the mortgage markets for mortgage to begin to soften up and rates to start to come down. So you called this last week. You nailed it. I, I did. Yeah. And really, really what it, really it was a call on the excessive margin being reduced. And all banks need to know, or people pricing risk, which is cost of capital, is that the terminal rate is closer and known. I think what happened last week, besides taking 10% off the table, is you know, there was talk of, of 6 or 7% being the terminal rate. Now, James Bullard, as we'll talk about in a later topic, has said as much, but I don't think anybody really believes them. I don't think anybody believes that 7% funds rate are coming. But you know, again, it's a bit of good news and, and let's hope it continues. Very interesting. I want to tease the conversation too, folks. Stay till the very end. We're going to talk about Grant Cardone. There was a very interesting splash this week from Grant Cardone that we're going to talk about at the very end. But let's continue our conversation with the financial news. Layoffs. What happened in layoffs this week? Yeah, they're, they're happening just as I called, right? Um, you know, Twitter and then Meta and now Amazon and people are calling for Google and there's just a lot of tech companies who overhired, who thought demand was fundamentally changed and hired ahead. Unfortunately, there's going to be a lot of layoffs. It will probably hit retail in Q1, right? They'll get through the holidays. They're hitting, uh, you know, transportation. They're hitting finance, uh, real estate, you know, agents, mortgage. It's unemployment's going to go up. Layoffs are going to go up. Um, the Silicon Valley, where you and I call home, probably feels a disproportionate. I saw one report, you know, Meta announced 11,000 layoffs, over 2,200 of them were in the Bay Area. Uh, so again, I think that trend unfortunately continues and, and uh, the Bay Area, the white collar recession, which I've called for quite a while, I think it's happening, white collar recession. So um, sometimes it doesn't feel good to be right. And uh, unfortunately, we're in, we're in one of those times. Very interesting times. We'll keep an eye on layoffs, unemployment. Very interesting. Let's talk about the Fed. The Fed talking tough. What was that all about this week? Yeah, so I want people to realize that the Federal Reserve only has two tools to break demand, to cause a recession, to beat inflation back. There's the one that we talk about every week. It's called the federal funds rate. That gets impacted rough and tough every six weeks. They could have a more emergency meetings, but this Fed doesn't appear to want to do that. So Fed funds rate is what they do. 75, 75, 75. We've seen it four times in a row. December 14th, we are all now expecting a 50 basis point move. But what the Fed has as their second tool, and they will use every single day, is their talk track. People, they know that microphones and cameras will be put in front of their face and they want to talk tough. James Bullard today is out saying, hey, we got to go higher. Not only does he say that, but he paints a vision of how high. He says on the low end, we may need to go to 5%, which is actually my call. I've been calling 5% for a while. On the scary side, he says, we may have to go to 7 I've, I read a lot of stuff from the Fed, and I've heard no Fed presidents talk about seven 
being the terminal rate, right? We get to seven Fed funds, we will have 10% mortgage rates. It'll just happen. I don't think seven is, is it possible? Sure. Is it probable? No. Uh, I think he is trying to scare the market because in, instantly he talked about seven, the Dow fell 300 points. Uh, you know, in, interest rates went up on the two and 10. So I think he's trying to use his microphone and camera to, to scare the market because he only has two tools. They can raise rates every six weeks and then he can talk tough. They want to they want to beat inflation. And one of their tools is scaring the market. And I think James Bullard did that today. Very interesting. James Bullard is the Fed president of St. Louis, correct? Louis. Okay. So yeah. let's transition then. Talk about the Dallas Fed. What, it, what was the news this week? What happened there? Yeah, so the Dallas Fed is really interesting. They're, they're full of PhDs in, in economics and all of this. And they really look at housing. The Dallas Fed has put out housing reports uh, probably about every six months or so that are worth reading. They put out one yesterday um, talking about the housing market potentially seeing a 15 to 20% crash nationally, nationally, not Phoenix, not Vegas, nationally. Um, and I think it's worth reading. They talked about price to rent. They talked about, um, you know, people, you know, jumping in and kind of, you know, the, the FOMO buyer pushing it higher. So, it was an interesting talk track. Again, I think these are PhDs that look at metrics and kind of try to create charts to push their idea. Um, I read the report. It was interesting. I don't believe it. I'll take the over. I don't think we see a 20% national housing crash. In fact, I would bet money on it. Um, could we see 5%? Okay. I think I, I haven't changed my opinion. I, I think housing is flat plus 1%, minus 1% for the next five to six years. The Fed broke the housing market. You got 80% of the folks below five. You got 13% of folks below three. It's just no inventory, no demand. And you know, then if you flip to the other side and we really have peak inflation and rates come down, I think the housing market heals itself when rates get under six. You know, As, as long as rates are over seven or if they get to eight, that's real pain. But I don't know that we see eight anymore. I think we may have seen peak rates. We'll see. We'll see in a couple months. But yeah, the Dallas Fed is joined the housing crash camp, and they think housing could crash 15 to 20 percent nationally. Interesting. You know, it's interesting, too, that the whole idea that what a couple things you said there about low inventory, obviously, people are staying put. I did see one piece of news where Lowe's and like Home Depot they're doing really well because people yeah. are staying in their homes longer. Did you see that news article as well? I did. Yeah. They're basically trying to understand why, you know, Target, nobody's going to Target, but why are they still shopping at Home Depot and Lowe's and why, why are they like Lowe's raised their guidance? So um, it's, it's, it, it is, it's just people going, Hey, I'm in my home. My mortgage is less than rent. Let's, let's, <laughs> you know, let's paint it. Let's go to the backyard. Let's go to the front yard. They're just really improving their nest, as my mom used to say. I love it. <coughs> improving the nest. I love it. I love it. So uh, let's, uh, Grant Cardone had made a very, he's, he's always said a lot of flavorful and interesting things. Let's talk about Grant Cardone. What did he say this week? Yeah, so Grant Cardone says, if you're not a millionaire, you're not in the middle class. Only millionaires are in the middle class. And again, millionaires are very, in my opinion, it's, it's based on net worth not income, right? Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, for me, it's always about having ca positive cash flow 
you know, passive income above your expenses. It's not about net worth. I think if you chase net worth, you actually make unwise investments and um, it's too risky, but I, it's a catchy thing, right? Um, will you eventually become a millionaire if you do what I teach and talk about? Sure, but it's not the goal. Being a millionaire is not the goal. The, the goal is to have your passive income or semi-passive income be above your expenses. And that's where the magic happens. Absolutely. It's interesting. You had made a reference. Um, I got to say for everybody out there, Michael threw an absolutely incredible event last Saturday. Um, it was everybody there, the people, the participation, the engagement, the questions, the audience, um, the quality of the guest speakers and the content was shared with no pitch, no agendas, no sales, nothing to sell. Uh, just delivering incredible content, Michael. You did a great, such a great job there. I really appreciate. Uh, just your thoughts from last week. Yeah, so I would say last week, um, the event exceeded my high expectations. We tried something that I had never seen before, an eight-hour event with no PowerPoint. Uh, every speaker, we kind of riffed for 10 minutes, and then we opened it up to questions. The event only was as good as the questions, and the questions were only as good as audience participation. and um, far exceeded my expectations. And if you guys don't know, we closed with the one and only TYLG, my closer every week. This is the last discussion I do every week. Uh, and he closed out the event and uh, I couldn't imagine closing with a better speaker. So thank you for that. Thank you. Well, um, we have, we'll be getting together again this Saturday. Uh, we have Pace Morby, Jamil Danji, uh, Henry Washington, gonna be an epic. And then I gotta say, this is interesting because you said this earlier. You said, hey, this was your event, Michael. This second event is yours as well. This was your brainchild. This was your idea to say, hey, let's do something big in Fresno. We've got 600 plus people coming to Fresno, California. Any thoughts on Saturday? Uh, it's it, it's going to be a capstone to an amazing year. And, and more importantly, what, what Saturday is going to be about is setting up for hopefully most of the people in the audience the best year they've ever had. That, that, that's, that's, I just quite simply want to change lives and we'll see how many lives we change Saturday. That's, that's a very simple goal. I love it, Michael. Thank you for all that you do. You can find Michael at one rental at a time, YouTube, Facebook, so all the social platforms, Instagram. If you have his book, if you get great value, like all of us, like I do myself, give this man a five-star review on Amazon for his book. Thank you, Michael. Have a great weekend. I look forward to seeing you Saturday. You got it. See you Saturday.